Welcome back, and we are continuing in Romans 8. Uh, we have reached the pinnacle, the climax of Romans 8, the heart, you might say, of this whole um, chapter, what everything's been building up to, and then kind of how the rest of the chapter flows out of. Um, the verses that we're going to cover today are Romans 8, 28 through 30, and uh, Romans 8, 28 has been a verse that has uh, throughout the ages, just comforted saints and 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 warmed the heart and helped us make sense of life and 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 what God is doing in the world. And so, uh, we're going to read those verses and then I'll just make some brief comments and hopefully y'all will be able to have some great discussion. So this is Romans eight twenty eight through thirty. It says, "And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined." to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. I think the first thing that really just jumps out about uh, verse 28 is that we see that word all things, um, that for those who belong to God, for those whom he has called and, and who are his, um, every single thing that happens in the world, in their lives, in the universe, is worked together in the mystery of God for their good. And there's so much comfort in that. Um, and what we're going to see in a minute is what that means. You know, uh, we all have a different definition of what good is. Uh, and so we need God even to tell us what his definition of good is for us. So when all these things come into our life, uh, they may not feel good, but we can rest on this promise that God is working it for our good. I know that in uh, the next verse, verse 29, we see this word foreknew or foreknow. And uh, it's easy to think about foreknowledge as just like this information that God had beforehand, but that's not actually what this is talking about. Um, one of the places where we see uh, what foreknowledge is really all about is in Jeremiah chapter one. When God calls Jeremiah, uh, it says that he knew him from his mother's womb. And what foreknow means here is, is not so much about knowing information. It's saying that God had a relationship with these people beforehand. Uh, and throughout the Old Testament, when uh, different people come together in a physical uh, sexual way, the Bible says that they knew one another. And so this is relational language. And Paul is telling us that there are people whom God knew beforehand, who he had a relationship with beforehand. And um, that's where we learn in verse 29, what are all things working together for? What can the believer, what can the person who knows and loves God, what can they trust that everything in their life is working towards. And he tells us is that uh, what it's working towards is that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus. That Jesus, the glorified, resurrected man, God-man, um, that is our future. And so there are lots of things in our life that are painful, uh, sinful, there's suffering, there is uh, tribulation and turmoil, as Paul's going to get to later in the chapter. But we can know that every single thing that comes into our lives, God is using it to work in us the image of Jesus. And that is our final destination. 
Uh, another thing I love is that at the end of verse 29, it calls um, Jesus our brother. And I don't know about you, but uh, maybe it's easy to think about uh, God the Father, but I don't always think about Jesus as my brother. And I think this is a helpful image because it, it, it reminds us how close Jesus has come down to us, that he became a uh, very man, a very man, and he took on flesh and he became exactly like us. And now, uh, even when we put our faith in him as Lord, we can also know him as a friend and know him as a sibling who has, is leading the way for us. And then uh, verse 30 is just this awesome verse where it strings together uh, all these wonderful things that God does for his people. First, we see the word predestined. Hopefully you guys can talk a little bit in your group about that. Um, you know, there it is. It's, it's in the Bible. It, it just means that there's a future and that it's been set beforehand by God. And so God has uh, predestined those he, whom he foreknew. And then there's this word called. Now, called comes in, in two ways. There's the general call, which is just the invitation. But what this is talking about in verse 30 is what we would call the effectual call. That when God calls uh, in a certain way, that he brings to pass uh, this change in our life where we were dead in our sins, uh, we were blind, we did not know him, and then he brought us from death to life. He gave us a resurrected heart, and his call became effectual. We heard it, and we responded with life. And then it says, those whom he called, he justified, uh, that he declares those righteous. Uh, whoever he um, has called, he also declares righteous because of, of Jesus. And then it ends with our final destination as Christians, that we are going to be glorified. And uh, it's such an exciting image. On, on the one hand, we think about glory. We think only God deserves glory. Only Jesus deserves to be glorified. And yet we see in God's love and in his mercy, what his plan is for those who are in Christ is that just as Jesus has been glorified, we too will be glorified with him because of him. And it's, it's interesting that Paul talks about it in past tense. He says, uh, those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so how can he talk this way? How can he talk about our future as if it's past tense? Well, the reason is because all of these wonderful things, uh, the predestination, the, the calling, the justifying, and the glorifying, they're all in Christ. And because Jesus himself has already been glorified, it's as if, because we are in him, it's as if we're already glorified. Uh, we can take this to the bank knowing that because Jesus went first, um, that he uh, was glorified first, we can know for sure that that is the end that we can expect for our life. And so there's so much hope in these verses about the, the different struggles and um, tribulations and difficulties that, that come into our life. We can have so much assurance that God is working all of those things together and it's not just working them together for the American dream. He's not working them together so that we can get what we want. Uh, he's working those things together so that we will be, be made like Jesus. And in the end, that's actually better than anything we could dream up for ourselves. And so I hope you guys have a great discussion on these few verses. And I hope that it's, it's life-changing for you. Talk to you later.